This is Jake the Snake Robinson. In case you didn't know it, you dumb shit. You're listening to Mark It Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. Running like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Markin' Out, y'all. We Markin' Out. Talk by pro wrestling fans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by pro wrestling fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes at MarkingOut.com, iTunes, and Stitcher Radio. Uh, when you're on iTunes, make sure you give us a bunch of stars and rate us and say that we're awesome. If you want to follow us on Twitter or any sort of other social media sites, so we have a Twitter, twitter.com slash markingout. Uh, we also have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash markingout. You can email us at markingout1 at gmail.com as well for any inquiries. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Dog. I'm also sitting here with Brandon. You can follow him on Twitter at bttg161. Brandon, how are you doing today? I wasn't ready for you to go to me right away, but I'm doing awesome as always. Good, good, because we were a little. Uh, we wanted to record this podcast a little bit earlier in the day, but we couldn't find Brandon. So, I mean, Brandon was always here. Brandon is always everywhere. <laughs> he's like the wind. He's everywhere. Unless, unless he's not Brandon, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. No. Uh, anyway, we're also. <laughs> what is that? Dave knows what I mean. I think Dave knows what I mean. Cause. You know who did know what you meant. Yeah, that's funny. Dave, Hilarious. and he's sitting right here as well. And you can follow him on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore mo. Dave, how are you doing today? Woo! I'm doing great. I actually didn't have to block anybody on my uh, Twitter account. Can you like for shameless plugs? Can you just shamelessly plug the people that you've blocked for the week? <laughs> I would feel bad. Why? <laughs> Why? Hey, I'm not gonna follow them, so you guys follow them instead. Yeah, right. Did you know, I think there's a new dirt sheet troll out, by the way. Really? Oh, yeah, I saw that. You saw them write to us? Yeah, they wrote. I went to their page and they wrote to everybody that you need, like, a dirt, uh, dirt yeah. sheet source. But their, but their name is, is very messed up. What is it? So, I'm not going to say it on the show. Okay. Why? But uh, it's derogatory. Okay, good. But, uh, I tweeted out saying, I can make up dirt sheet rumors, too. And I tweeted out saying, oh, did you guys hear Railroad Rudy got signed by WWE or something like that? And they wrote, you have to post a source. I'm like, what? Like, it clearly says in this in this statement that I can make up rumors as well. But. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, wow. That's very derogatory. All right. Never did mind. You, did you see Sonny made all those stories up just to troll the dirt sheets? Yep. I thought that was pretty clever and funny. She's actually, I, you know what? I kind of gained a little bit more respect from her from listening to the Art of Wrestling podcast with Cabana. I mean, she's been through I, a lot. So. I mean, she's been through a lot, and she told her story, and apparently, like, she got through jail, like, scot-free. Like, she was the yeah. top bitch around that, those yards. Yep, I cursed. She she really? was given it? Yeah, what? She was the one giving it? No, like, she wasn't had to do anything, because apparently, like, all the girls in there knew who she was, and they were, like, asking stuff about wrestling. Apparently, like, a bunch of the security officers that were in there as well, like, were big marks. So, like, they were like, uh, son, we heard stories. You want to uh, get out of jail free right now, or what? So, like, apparently on, like, Monday nights, they take her and they, like, sit in, like, the sheriff's office with her and watch wrestling. That's no fun. I want to hear, like, stories about who she fucked in the jail. No, she'd be like, she'd be like, I think that's called the suplex right there. 
I think that's a suplex. Uh, anyway, let's get to some fan comments from the, uh, the Facebook page. Uh, you can go to markingout.com and comment on every weekly episode. And we will talk about them the week after. We're going to start off with Rick David. I feel like I've seen this guy's name somewhere recently. Not this Facebook page and not on our Twitter account. Somewhere like more prevalent. But anyway. Um, yeah, on our Marking Out website. No, on, no, on like Twitter somewhere. Somebody like a bigger named podcast or something like that mentioned him as well but anyway rick david goes in parentheses i forgot to say this last week so in parentheses um is dave going for cena heat here in uh quote i respect your right to dislike me and humbly salute you for expressing your opinion sir boo you're number five mark there hasn't been a number four mark yet but i'm not going to flatter myself rick david at violent rick well, I guess I'll take this one, Rick David. Um, you're allowed to your opinion, and <laughs> I respect that, and thank you for listening. Amen. I was, I was going to say, first of all, boo. Like, it's not even Halloween yet, bro. And it's not even October. <laughs> it's almost <laughs> no, October. Yeah. All right, it, next one is... Oh, I was about to say, it is October, isn't it? But it's not. No, What's it's going not. on with the sound? Do you guys hear that? No. On no, we side? don't hear sound. We hear, we hear birds chirping. We hear... All right, everything's coming in weird on my end. Then we, we hear trees of green. <laughs> I see trees of green. No, we're we're doing good here. Uh, next one's from Eric. Great show, guys. Excellent stuff as always. Just a quick comment for that person asking about wrestling themes. I think the Wise theme is amazing and definitely one of my new favorites. Also, I love. Uh, you guys always quote Adam Sandler movies slash CDs. I always thought I was the only one who would understand what respect elemento they always go together means. I like I how, have no idea what that means. Uh, that's from one of the Adam Sandler CDs, respect. Um, oh. Go back and listen to it. I like how people are numbering their mark levels as long as proper respect is shown to the number one mark, Montreal Broski, brother, in parentheses, uh, of <laughs> your fans. We all know Brandon is the all-time mark and out mark at Montreal Broski. Fact. Fact. You say fat? Are you serious, Dave? No, you're not going to fight this time? Nah, I am serious. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, Aaron, this uh, Dave's number one fan. My buddy, I'm going <laughs> to say. <laughs> is, is back for another extremely long comment saying, Great job, a great episode, guys, even though Dave is incredibly annoying this week. I mean, even more than usual. Anyways, I've got a couple of things for you. First, I'd like to follow up on Triple H. The top 10 debate. I feel like he is without a doubt in the top 10. Not only has he been one of the best wrestlers in this generation, he has impacted WWE and pro wrestling so much when it comes to the business side of things. He's one of the, the greatest ever, no doubt about it. Secondly, I wanted to know your opinion on which wrestlers slash superstars from WWE would go to TNA and make a huge impact. No pun intended. Could a guy like Cena or Punk go in there and change the landscape of WWE and actually bring in ratings? And if so, for how long could they hold the audience? And finally, I'd like to know your pick for super, for a superstar in WWE that is being completely misused and if he or she went to TNA would be an instant main eventer. In parentheses, someone that isn't a main eventer in WWE currently. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. Hashtag Dave still sucks. Speaking of... So, who do we think would make a huge impact, no pun intended, in TNA? I just want to say first that Triple H isn't one of the greatest wrestlers of this generation. No, he's got like five moves. 
Yeah. Where everybody narks on Cena for having five moves, I think Triple H has the same. Triple H might even have less. Spinebuster, pedigree, that knee. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Indian Deathlock or whatever. He still uses that? I think so. But as per who would go to TNA and make a huge impact, John Cena, Randy Orton. Yeah, any of the big name talent guys. Dave? Um... I guess I would have to go with one of the big name talents too, but I even if with the big name talents, I can't see it helping out TNA. I think if John Cena went to TNA, that would help TNA. I could see if like yeah, that's if like somebody, when Hulk Hogan went to TNA, right? No, 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 watch that, money. I think that's completely different, though. Hulk Hogan is a man of yesteryear. John Cena is now. His time, no pun intended, is now. <laughs> <laughs> But I think as, as far as making impacts, like what's going to really impact impact? I mean, Chris Benoit not being really dead and going to impact, that'd make an impact. What is he, Tupac? Why? He's not a living? No, I Tupac's mean, a, there, there are so yeah, many conspiracy theories. A, a Chris Benoit hologram wrestling. Oh, my God. Uh, I, I, how could you do a wrestling hologram, though? Like I can't, I can't see that. It doesn't make sense. You wouldn't want to see Paul Bearer as a hologram? I, I, okay, if you want, if you want Paul Bearer as a hologram, and he comes out as a as a manager, oh, imagine awesome. Well, they, I don't know how much they can move, but imagine if the when Undertaker retires, that they have a Paul Bearer hologram on the stage. That'd be scary, though. Like, but like to close it out, like he, Undertaker looks towards the stage, you hear the thunder, and then he gets on his knee, Call and then you see, yeah, then you see Paul Bearer with the urn on the stage. No, that's scary. Yeah. All right. That's, well, that's really scary. Okay, and then the other his other question is who? What uh, WWE talent is being completely misused? That if they went to TNA, would be an instant main eventer. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I think they're doing pretty good with everybody right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know who Brandon's gonna say. No, do you think? Do you think Zack Ryder could be a main eventer in TNA? No. no. You're pretty no, jump, pretty jumpy for that one, or pretty quick to jump that. Do you think Justin oh. Gabriel could be Brandon? I think Justin Gabriel could have hung out in ECW, so yeah, of course I think Justin Gabriel. <laughs> oh, by the way, on main event this week, his hair, oh my god, it was terrible. I, don't I thought you were about, for some reason, I thought you were going to be like, his hair was so his, amazing. His hair was in a ponytail. I don't see what's it's like, what's bad. I don't know. I would just love to know how much crap Chris talks about me, like, oh, did you see Brandon's hair at that bar mitzvah? Oh my god, you don't know how much C-word that I talk about you. Don't don't you don't say c word because that means something else. Well, I've got I've got I've got a, a one month old sitting right next to me, so I can't say c r a p. Does he want to? Up, oh, hold on. I what got, about when rap rap is crap? I don't know. Hold on, I got I got the baby in my hand right now. You want to say anything on the show, dude? No. Okay. Hey, Jordan. Yeah. Does he do any tricks? No, he just jumps. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good. Anyway, let's continue on with comments here. Uh, don't, uh, Eric, don't worry. Dave, we don't all hate you unless you follow me on Twitter, LOL. Hashtag Dave Defense Force. What is it going to be like? Is the shield going on here? Jeez. Man. Yeah, seriously. Um, and Eric again says, that was supposed to say unfollow. Autocorrect messes with me once again. Regardless, that's one. Seriously, that's the first one for the show. Dave's all right in my book. Hashtag Dave Defense Force. As always, thank you very much, Eric. Brian M. Was that CM Punk talking during the break? Sure sounded like him. Great episode, by the way. Yes, it was CM Punk, and that was from last year, saying uh, some stuff about the smart marks that he doesn't like. 
All right, hold on. I gotta, I gotta hand over the goods to my wife here, the baby. <laughs> Wait, are we? That, I had this conversation where we're technically smart marks, but we don't. I don't know. I don't know. Are we like? Are I we? I just smart? consider myself a fan. I just, of it. I just call myself a mark because I am a mark, and it's. I don't think that's bad. I'm so you know I'm at the point now that like everybody and their mother has a podcast, so I'm just like, yeah. I, I, I think there's different stages of like being a mark. I mean, there's tons of marks that I really don't want to be around that I completely dislike. Come on, man. What? Um, continue. You are you sick? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah. Like oh, there's some, something that was I, I think there's different part. like just different stages of markdom. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a real word. I assume. Yeah, markdom. <laughs> yeah. Kathy Hummer, great show, guys, and so nice to see you. Signs rule. They sure do. Thank, thank you very much, Kathy, one of the PWS sign girls. Yeah, um, thank, you, thank you for making that sign for us. Yeah, Chris, you actually made a uh, marking out sign, with, and your name was on it as well. I know. I know. So, I heard it. I heard. Brandon told me all about it. Yeah, we got to get a picture of that. Don't, don't make it sound like we talk. Yeah, we don't. Uh, Brandon texts me sometimes, and I just don't respond because I just don't. Like, I, I, like this morning. Ain't that the truth. Like, by the way, did you see our truths like botched pants that say T Ruth on them instead of our truth? No, no. Yeah. Okay, where would you have seen them? He wore them out. Yeah, he wore them on on Raw on Monday. Maybe he's gonna be going as T Ruth, man. I'm <laughs> telling you, he's on the poster for a reason. He's in these main event matches for a reason. Yeah. All right, Andrew F says, awesome show as always, guys. Wait, you Even- skipped a comment. Oh, I'm so sorry. And you know what? This is one person that I'm actually really happy that she commented on it because this is a girl that has been with this podcast since day one, and she doesn't need to be on this Not totem since pole. since day one. Well, since Zack Ryder said, hey, my friends have a podcast. Yes, Go follow right. them. Yeah. Anyway, she's been with us since that day, and we have to give her huge props to Shelly because she said, I completely agree with Dave on Dean Ambrose. I've been watching his HWA DVD and any matches slash promos I can find. You guys see Ambrose breaking away from the Shield and slash or the United States title soon to go after the WWE or World Heavyweight Championship. Also, most people say that Seth Rollins is the best wrestler in the Shield, but I personally think Ambrose is. You can tell that he really cares about the psychology of his matches and every move seems well thought out. What do you think at Rated R Peep? I think, uh, first of all, Beaker is really talkative today. Yeah, I'm going to go get him. So you guys can continue on this one. <laughs> Secondly, I want to say that I already said I think Seth uh, Roman Reigns is going to be the first person to break away from the shield or whatever. And as per if I believe Dean Ambrose is the best of the three, I think Seth Rollins is. I think Dean Ambrose is incredible on the mic. And in that aspect, he could be the best of the three of them. But best wrestler... Seth Rollins. I don't know. How do you feel, Dave? Um, I actually think it's pretty hilarious how majority of the comments on the this week's uh, website on the, the website this week regard is involving me and my yeah, name. Yeah, kind of sounds like you paid people. Yeah, off. seriously. I swear, I'm not hacking into anything. All right, I'm sorry, I'm back. But, you know, he, Beaker's kind of um, upset that Jordan was on the podcast uh, rather than him. That's why he told me Beaker's on the podcast every single week, I and know. you just admitted to the world that birds speak to you. Yeah. Who are you, Doctor Doolittle? We, we have spoken <laughs> the inflection you said on that, Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> we have spoken about it in the past, though. Um, I have to agree with Brandon. I do see. Bra- uh, I almost said Brandon. Uh, I see Brandon breaking I, I, away I from do the shield. Roman Reigns being the the real big name out of the three of them, and the one to break away. 
I do see at some point Ambrose being the WWE or the World Heavyweight Champion. And I love his psychology in the ring. I love how much thought he, or at least it looks like he puts a lot of thought into his character, especially during his uh, his matches and his entrance. Yeah. yeah, I mean, to me, it's like Roddy Piper. And Roddy Piper used to do the same exact thing. And it's just current. And Dean Ambrose is, is really good at being psychotic like that. And, and it's not to say that the, the every person in the Shield is going to be not uh, – is going to be not they doing better. anything. No, they better. They better. Yeah, every, all three of them better go on. Yeah, all three of them have potential to – This really isn't a nexus. Well. Yeah, this isn't the nexus. This is the Shield. They should but when go. you look about it, the nexus – has done mm. very well for themselves. When I'm talking about people like David Otonga, no, I'm combining everything. Oh, everything. Even, I mean, David Otonga, Michael Tarver, like, come on. I'm sorry, guys. My mind was just just blown for a minute. I'm sorry. Um, th- these questions this week, guys, are like marathons because they're long. <laughs> and I think it's okay because they know that we, you know, we have a good amount of ind- independent wrestling to talk about this week. But, uh, you know, yeah, this, this is this is our TNA segment, guys. Yeah, th- thank you, guys, because we didn't because we recorded this on Thursday afternoon. So, anyway, not to say we would have spoken about TNA anyway. Probably nothing happened. Hey, AJ yeah. Styles and Dixie Carter arguing. Yeah, they, AJ is going to go into Battle for Glory and win the title. Yeah, they argue. The summer the 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 fall of AJ Styles is about to happen. Yeah, In the fall. Wow. It said no, no, not the. You know what I mean? Like the fall. You know how they had the summer of punk. Oh. No. Oh, and o- o- ODB uh, Defensor Championship and wins. Yeah, there we go. Enough said. Oh, Manic may have a match. Um, yeah. Awesome show as always, guys. This is from Andrew F. Even though my comment was left off, bam, roasted on me according to Brandon. Ha ha. Got some of my questions. Got some questions for you guys. One, what was your favorite debut of a WWE superstar? Uh, you guys want One of you guys want to read the rest of this while I go attend to my bird? Do you think it's better when they are hyped up and debut on a specific mark time or when they are surpri- or a surprise debut? Uh, number two, what was your favorite return oh, let's, ever? Let's answer them first. Oh, okay. You want yeah, to answer them first. Yeah. As far as a debut, Dave, who do you think? Debut? I'm going to go with Jericho. Wow, oh, blown. That was my all-time favorite debut from WWE that I saw was Chris Jericho in 1999. Yeah. I, I think that that debut was just – pretty amazing it's because i, mean, I not, had no clue i had no clue who it could be yeah and not much can compare to that debut right um, except all those promo videos every time it was like pete rose pete rose pete i always thought it was like pete <laughs> rose i was like i was like what are they doing with pete rose and then as, <laughs> as for as for uh, hyping up and specific uh specific times i'm a fan of the hype videos sometimes they're not necessary though but for the current wrestlers that they have, I would like to see the hype videos. But then if they're not going to use the hype video, I would rather have it kind of like um, a surprise attack or Paul Heyman brings this person in or whoever else hires a bodyguard. Could I'd rather see something like that as opposed to somebody returning and just having a random match like Christian. Yeah, I'm, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, think I think so, it'd go either way. Yeah, like some somebody like Christian would have benefited from a hype video. Like at WrestleMania 20, when I was sitting there in the audience and they played the return video for Edge, I was like, oh, that's awesome. And like I marked out to myself and then yeah, he debuted and look what happened. Literally in 2004, he like he took off basically and started that career that, of, hey, of his Hall of Fame career. Two. 
Uh, what was your favorite return ever? Oh, we didn't we didn't ask this yet. We didn't ask this. <laughs> oh, okay. Yet. All right. Yeah. You can skip me on one. It's I'll, fine. I'll take it. Uh, number two. What was your favorite return ever? And same thing. Better hyped like uh, like the It Begins video uh, promos or as a surprise? What do you guys say? The Rock when he came back for WrestleMania 27. I because I, I had I no. Cause I had no idea he was going to be on, and the lights went out. Even when the in the when the lightning and electricity stuff came out, I still had. I was like, "Who is this? I have no clue who this is." I got to agree with you. Yeah, I, I think that that return. I got I got chills during that return, and I'm sure every single wrestling fan uh, listening to this will agree that they got chills while watching that return too. Uh, <laughs> I, I got to say, my favorite return ever. I also I'd have to say Paul Barrett because I got chills for that. Yeah, because you were there live in person, WrestleMania 20, where it all begins no, again. Chris, Chris, I just said that with Edge. Oh, well, no, my you'll hear, no, you'll hear it after when I was when you when you listen to it. Yeah, um, one of my favorites was actually Edge at Survivor Series when you had no clue that he was coming out, and he won. I think the World Heavyweight Title for Jeff Hardy, and he came out with like a huge beard. That was I awesome. that was awesome. I marked out like I went nuts, and if anybody that's been following the show forever knows, I'm a huge Edge head, so. Yeah, that was and awesome. As for the same thing with the promos or surprise, I think it really depends on the wrestler. Like, as I just said, Christian would have benefited from that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Number three, uh, last question. Out of all the great independent talents, who do you think will be the first to win the WWE Championship? Thanks again from the number two mark, at DrewFem97. P.S., in JR's voice, Stone Cold, Stone Cold, Stone Cold. Nice. Yeah. Uh, who do I think will win the are WWE Are we talking about like independent first? talents that are unsigned or signed? I don't know. I'm going to say Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> it's already happened. I guess let's, let's go with unsigned. Unsigned. Let's go with still unsigned. out there. That's very difficult to choose, though. I'm going to... Mm. Ooh. Yeah, this is tough. It's not signed. Unsigned wrestler. That would be know. crazy if we were uh, yeah, correct with our pick. Who, Daniel Bryan? <laughs> I just farted. Yeah, I just farted too. <laughs> nice. Really? You guys are queefing buddies? <laughs> the queef sisters, in. No, South Park <laughs> reference much? Um, Got it. This is, this is a... Wow, this is actually really... Oh, you know... Oh, actually... Well, no. I'm kind of borderline going with Kevin Steen. Oh, I thought you were going to say Cassius. Oh, no. He but signed. He signed. Yeah, but it doesn't say signed or unsigned. Well, yeah, we're, we're, going, go, we're going with the, the thought that he was unsigned. Yeah, we're going with signed. unsigned. I can't see Kevin Steen being picked up anytime soon. Neither do I. I'm sorry. As much as I love Kevin Steen, um, I'm stumped right now, actually. Yeah, actually I'm just going to really say, yeah, I'm going to stick to Daniel Bryan. He'll be the next independent wrestler to win the WWE Championship. Oh, man. Chomp out. That's good, Brand. No, I actually can't say that anymore. Brandon does know independent wrestling. Yeah. Do I? Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on to the next question then. Uh, Justin DeRosa, I agree with Dave. Mrs. Parents totally ruined that segment. I think they should have used plants at awesome256, the number three mark. But and- but if they if they used plants for Mrs. Parents, they would just be greenery just sitting there instead of his people? Greenery? What do you mean by that? <laughs> Thank you, Chris. 
<laughs> I got that. Anyway, on that note, let's get back to the comments. Andrew F. Said, oh, fuck you. <laughs> My, sorry about the curse. It's all right. Well, well deserved, though. That's Andrew F. Roasted to you, Dave. Whoa. Yeah, an idea just popped into my head. What if what if Punk needed a tag partner to fight Ryback and Axel in a tag match, so he brought in his old friend Cassius Ono? And then Andrew F. goes on to say, hashtag Dave Defense Force. Mm. Mm. What are your thoughts on this? I think it's going to be more of a solo thing because now I think it's CM Punk Ryback and I think Curtis Axel is just the – well, he was the wheelchair pusher and now he doesn't need that because he's got a rascal scooter. I, I, I could see Ono coming in to face CM Punk before teaming up with him. I agree on that. I, I could see – especially with how everybody knows – well, may know Chris Hero or Cassius Ono from the CM Punk DVDs. I think that he would be better off coming in as a opponent. Yeah. Heard heard all right thank you everybody for commenting and uh replacing the tna segment of this week with fan comments so we definitely yeah, feel, feel free to uh, keep on doing this yes marking out here a complaint from me yeah markingout.com so let's get on to some independent wrestling talk uh should we do the, the i think we should just briefly touch let's do ring of honor first because we have a lot to talk about with pro wrestling syndicate so one big thing so death before dishonored 11 was it this weekend i apologize if i don't know the number anyway it took place in philadelphia pennsylvania we have a new ring of honor heavyweight champion adam cole is your ring of honor heavyweight champion i think i said this two weeks ago on the show and we spoke about it i'm very excited about this i think he can definitely be a main event player and the fact that he beat michael elgin in the finals i'm very happy about that I'm very happy with this as well because if they didn't do it this way if they had elgin win it would have completely just made this tournament pointless because they, the, they could have they could have just eliminated this entire entire tournament. What with how he was the number one contender from the start. I think the the tournament itself was pointless to begin with. It should have always been Michael Elgin was the number one contender versus whoever wins this tournament. Well, now so, this could play into a storyline about. Michael Elgin getting kind of uh, screwed over with Well, it. I think that's what they're doing because after the match, they had Jay Briscoe make his return to Ring of Honor after losing – well, being stripped of the title. You've seen the videos of you know Jay Briscoe kind of going off the, de- the deep end um, and they have – he presented the title Adam Cole and then proceeded to super kick Mike Elgin in the back of the head and then proceeded to super kick Jay Briscoe as well. So this could play Jay Briscoe maybe trying to get his – Comeuppance, comeuppets, right? Is that the word? I don't know what word that is, but yeah, I comeuppance, think, comeuppance. Okay, it's got to be a word. I've heard it some something like that before. Yeah, I I think that this is a great way to get Adam Cole even uh, more over as a heel. I there was a picture that I saw that I guess Ring of Honor did. They had they had Adam Cole dressed in a suit and then holding the Ring of Honor title. I think it's great and it already solidifies him as the top heel of the company. He definitely yeah. took he took the reins that Scum tried to take, and solidified himself in, in one night. Yeah, the comeuppance, a punishment or fate that someone deserves. Okay, thank you. And, and I think that this Jay Briscoe, um, I'm not too sure how long this is going to how how long exactly he's out for, but apparently he's going to be at their upcoming pay per view. But I don't think he's actually going to be wrestling on the event. But he said he may mention that he was going to be there though. What happened to their WWE tryout? They're not cosmetically it pleasing. It happened. Yeah. 
I mean, who who knows? Maybe they are under contract at some point. I don't because if, if, if that's their excuse, cosmetically pleasing. I had to sit through many segments of Nicole Bass. <laughs> you're you're on like a big Nicole ba- Nicole Bass kick now. No, me? Yeah, because you mentioned Nicole Bass in a, in a tweet like two days ago. I tweeted because I was watching Raw from 1999, and she was on. I was like, she had to have been a dude. Maybe there's no possible way she was female. You never know. You never there's know. There's no. There's no. I like. I can't see it. Well, they, did they it. test her on Howard Stern? Did they? I don't. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if they, they tested her. Oh, I thought that they actually did like some sort of a test on her on uh, the Howard Stern show when she came back as a female. Then, but didn't she rip out a penis bigger than Howard Stern's nose? That was backstage. <laughs> Anyway, the whole, uh, whole thing is backstage. Anyway, Glory by Honor 12 is going to be <laughs> the 26th of October in Chicago Ridge. For some reason, with this Nicole Bass talking the whipping it out, when you said that, I was just like, Glo- Glory Hole by Honor. <laughs> I, I, I heard that too. <laughs> I don't know why. Oh, OMG, you're on the same brainwave, LOLs. Yeah, right. We're on the same page. Hopefully, that's going to be like China's next porn or something. Even though she's not in the business anymore, sure, or Sunny, she's probably next. Glory hole by honor. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, that's going to be their next pay- pay per view. Uh, apparently, they tried, they gave away the pa- the last one for free. Yeah, the one that happened last weekend for free, and apparently, there was still problems with that as well. <laughs> They still got no views. Yeah, they still got Why no. Why do they keep on using the same people that they've been using? They should, like just switch it. Yeah, because High Spots does all that stuff, but I don't think they want to give High Spots the credit. And they've had this outstanding relationship with uh, GFL.TV that's been doing all their pay per views. And like uh, Joe Coff was trying to defend it. He's like, you know what? This is an untested, uh, you know, form of technology. Blah 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 blah. Gurgle gurgle. GFL.TV. But it's not uh, untested. It's gonna. Really. It's, it's, it's only the start, or not even the start because it's already started, but it's part of the downfall of Ring of Honor. Yeah. How are you going to expect your fans to pay money to watch you on the internet if your feed is not coming in correctly? Right. No, I, I agree. I agree. But anyway, yeah, so I said Glory by Honor 12 is going to be in Chicago Ridge on the 26th of October. For more information on everything ROH, go to ROHWrestling.com. Now, here's the segment that I know that Dave and Brandon are so eager to talk about because they spent a wonderful wrestling weekend in the wonderful state of New Jersey. Uh, I wouldn't say wonderful state. Listen, I'm trying to put it over, so give me a break here. It's New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Uh, I'm going to play Buff Bagwell on this on this card and say it's New Jersey. All right. Anyway, Pro Wrestling Syndicate making their return to Rahway in the aptly titled Return to Rahway. I did not see anything about this. I read the spoilers. Um, you guys take the run with this. Take the ball, run far, far away with this. But well, I'll, I'll kind of leave. Just, so for, just run far away and just leave you completely out of it. Yeah. No, 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 no. I want you. I want you to leave me. But you know, we got. There's big things to talk about pro wrestling yeah. syndicate wise. Uh, first is the tri-state title, which is no longer the tri-state title. They've gotten rid of that title, which is their kind of. You could say their mid-card. Singles title. It is now the suicidal six way title, and we have a new suicidal six way champion. It was first Starman, and now it is the Metal God himself, Craven Varro. This match was actually really sick. Um, during it, they actually all of them hit an Attitude Era finisher. 
like they want to say attitude era well they had the stone cold stunner they had the rock bottom but the rock that's again something i gotta i gotta say okay yeah let's say it <laughs> no because lance on he does the rock bottom yeah while everyone else was doing moves that they don't normally do there might have been an rko there might have been a viper taunt there might have been a pedigree might have been why are you saying might have been because uh, I don't want to spoil it for people who are going to go watch it. Oh, uh, high spots right, TV. Yeah, let's say they're all right. Just to start off, they're going to be releasing this event for free on YouTube. I think. So if you do not want stop, why? So if you don't want, I don't know if you what. No, if, he was clapping. He was applauding the fact that they're giving this away for free. Okay, something well, that if, they could make oodles and boodles of money off of. I think the fact that they're giving away for free is because there was trouble with the iPay per view or something. Ah, well, if you want to order, either if they put it up for free on the iPay per view or on the YouTube page, this is going to be completely spoiler. So if you want to fast forward, cover your ears. We're talking about it. Earmuffs. Yeah, yeah. But during this match, they all hit those moves. Um, facade, very impressive. He did a, a rope walk. Nice. Yes, like he had. He kind of uh, he walked across the middle rope from one turnbuckle to the other, and then did a, a dive. Yeah, a dive right to the outside. That was pretty sick. Uh, scary moment though um, for Starman and for everyone that was there. Starman did a running drop kick from all the way at the stage. Which, which by the way, yeah, PWS we'll get, now has an entrance way. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, but Starman did a running drop kick to Craven Barrow's chest. And apparently when he landed, he, he uh, smacked his head. And it was just a very scary moment for everyone. Yeah, it stopped the show and luckily Starman is okay. Yeah, yeah they, they, they stopped the show. It was very intense. Um, I was standing. I was pretty much playing uh, crowd control with a few other guys, just clearing out the guardrail, making sure that uh, they had EMTs. Um, they could get the stretcher through for him. But luckily, we could report that he is okay, and hopefully, we could. I think he will. He will be in action in October, October twenty-sixth at Rawway Retaliation. Yeah. So, that is very good news because that was this very uh, scary situation. No, it totally, it totally is. We wish Starman the speedy recovery, and I know he's very probably very excited to be teaming up with Sergeant Slaughter next month at Rawway Retaliation. But that was not the only title change at Return to Rawway. We have a new, not just one, but we have two new PWS World Heavyweight Champions. Alex Reynolds, yours truly, Alex Reynolds, defeats Kevin Matthews. But then after that match, well, let, let us. Yeah, you you do it because yeah, because there's still a lot of matches that we want to cover. Yes, but um, let, let's can we talk about this first and then go back yeah. to talk about the rest of the card because these are the big two yeah, major so, matches. So yes, yeah. all right. So Alex Reynolds versus Kevin Matthews, the champion. First, it starts off with apparently I lost a bet to one of the one half of Black Hollywood, Sean. Um, Kevin Matthews was the first person to fall down the stage kind of fall down he got attacked by alex reynolds and it was on from the stage down to the ring they put on a hard fought battle hard fought and then towards the end of the match some i'm not too sure who he was but this very large maybe six foot five six foot six uh just jacked out of his mind wrestler all tattooed up attacked kevin matthews 
and assisted Alex Reynolds with picking up the victory. Uh, Brandon, what did you think of this guy? I have no idea what to think of him. Yeah. I just know he's big, he's black, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, a lot of the people didn't know who he was, and it's going to be very interesting to see where this goes. I'm sure but, we'll find out soon. Yeah, but Alex Reynolds' title reign did not last too long because Bonesaw, who won a battle royal to be the number one contender whenever he chooses. The on-the-spot title shot. Yes, and he chose it right there and then. Cashed it in and defeated um, Alex Reynolds to become the new PWS heavyweight champion. Yes, so it looked like Bonesaw was ready. And Bonesaw is ready, and now we have two major new champions at Pro Wrestling Syndicate. But that wasn't the big, you know, that those are the big things. But the the entire card, as oh. what I'm taking, was just out of its out of its mind, gentlemen. The, the entire card from up and down was put together so well from the start. Everybody, PWS didn't have they had an entrance, but they didn't have an entrance stage. From the start, you walk in and you see that stage. Apparently, Kevin put Kevin and the students put together this entire stage, um, this uh, little ramp that leads down, and it is perfect. They have a little video, um, a video tron. Is yeah, that it? It's a screen. Yes. Yeah, they have a. You screen. can call it a tron. Yeah, they projecting all of the uh, tied trons. Videos. Entrance videos, David. This isn't WWE. I'm sorry. So that you want to talk about it? No, it's just entrance videos, and I, I think. I honestly, I don't know any other independent promotion that has an entrance ramp like this. Yeah, I mean, even Ring of Honor, they, they if they have a ramp, it's like a small ramp. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. There's nothing that there are compares, no trons. There's nothing that compares to PWS. No, this completely wipes them all out. Um, and props to Shining uh, Shining Wizards Eddie. Eddie put together all of these uh, entrance videos, and they look spot on the very impressive stuff go check that their podcast too um so the opening match was devin moore part of reality check facing off against kyle reynolds and this was a great opener it was fast paced it was exact it got the crowd to sit their asses down and ready for a perfect show uh devin moore shooting star press it was a perfect show i i think so yeah, and, and I think I think for a an opening match, even like I've been to wrestling shows where opening matches are like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. We're here. We're still up. We're we're walking around. We're fans. We're just watching whatever. For an opening match at a show like this, it was it was big, and the fans were into it. Especially because of everything going on with Reality Check, this is a pretty big storyline leading into it. Yeah. Uh, you also had former Reality Check members and former tag team Seduction and uh, Destruction and Seduction face-off. Destruction face-off against Damian Gibbs, who had an awesome entrance. Who comes out with an umbrella now. Yeah, very uh, <laughs> Rick Martellish. Like, if you could imagine Rick Martell and Rick Rude combined, you got Damian Gibbs. Um, Gibbs got nailed with the spear, and unfortunately, he lost to Destruction. But then, unfortunately for Destruction... This new stable uh, was formed. We saw Chris Payne talking to these three people that we did not know about business and how they want to get used. And they made their presence felt. Apparently, they're called the Untouchables. It's Wild Bobby Wayward, AC Gamble, and Anthony Vigilante. They attacked Destruction, just completely beat the crap out of him while Destruction was uh, 
I guess, distracted by watching a video on the video screen of Chris Payne doing a promo. And our broski ran out and helped him out. Big O came out for the save. So maybe we'll see uh, Big O and Dave Destruction tag team. You know, one could only hope. Yeah, the big destruction, you can call them. Yeah, you also had the Heavenly Bodies um, lost to Southside Players Club. The Heavenly Bodies are the tag team champions. But unfortunately, it was via DQ. And, yeah. That sets up for the very first PWS tag team tables match, I believe. Yep, going into retaliation next month. Yeah, October 26th in Rahway. Um, There was one thing that I did not like about this match. And And what was that? Okay. And it has nothing to do with the match. No, (laughs) the match was fine. The match was did what it had to do. It was the valets of the Southside Players Club. Southside Players Club, they pop in bottles and everything. They got the like pretty much strippers coming down to the ring with them. Don't they, they have a? Said, um... they, they all said no to David. Yes, I didn't. I didn't have enough money. Is on Is their me. music still um, the Devil Wears Prada covering uh, that song by Little Wayne? No, it's uh, Flame Flame uh, Framing Hanley. Framing uh, Hanley. Lolly, Lollipop. Oh, okay, I thought it was the Devil Wears Prada. I'm sorry. Uh, Continue though. Yeah, but um, so they had these valets come out. The thing I don't get. All right, you you do the entrance with your wrestlers, and then they left. But then they didn't just stay backstage, but they proceeded to walk back and forth through the um, backstage entrance, hanging out with the crowd during this match. I thought that they sh- it just was dumb. It really showed that they knew nothing about pro wrestling or nothing about what they should be doing. I felt that they should have stayed either backstage. Or they should have stayed at ringside, because by being in the crowd, they missed the the exit of the match. They missed yeah. the outside players uh, leaving towards the backstage area, where usually the valets would come out, come back out, help them to the back. They pretty they came close to missing that cue. It was just it was just a scramble for them. I but, thought it was just. Bad. I'm not I'm not complaining because they were right in front of me, so. Yes, Brandon likes to keep on them. <laughs> no, it's not table. creeping okay. on them. It's not creeping on them. Yeah, okay. If they're if they're out there, out there, it's not creeping. Brandon has like five photos of their asses right in front of us. Yeah, <laughs> that goes in the spank bank. Yeah. I don't have any photos of that. Wink, wink, sure you don't. Also, <laughs> no, there was a gimmick really battle royal, though, <laughs> that took place. And we got to see... Unfortunately, one more... <laughs> Yeah, one more urination, which I have no idea what that guy was doing out there. I wanted so, so bad for one more urination. I had no clue he was even there, going to be there that night. And I saw that ramp, and I very first thought that popped into my head was, I want to see one more urination be the first. And it's not because we're fans of one warrior nation it's because he's so awful we're not I wanted, I wanted to see him trip i wanted to see him the ultimate war music hit dun, 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 run down the ring and trip but yeah the first time we saw this guy he came out with a modified <laughs> ic belt that broke on his way to the ring i was there it was terrible oh he's a complete joke of a wrestler i, I think it's more delusional but i mean yeah i, I believe i agree. yeah i, Did I, just, I don't want i don't want to like shit on him shit on him who cares he's not gonna listen to this and if he does stop listening <laughs> You're not the ultimate warrior. I, I, Are you I'm, sure? He's got a tattoo of himself on his arm, right? Yeah, the guy, he signs <laughs> autographs kidding. of, you know how Ultimate Warrior has his uh, comic book? 
Yes. Dude, isn't yeah. the tattoo of Ultimate Warrior on his on his yeah, bicep? I, I'm almost positive. He signs those comic books. He has that tattoo. He's a mark for himself. Yeah. But yeah, um Jay Silva was in the gimmick. No, battle. Jay was Silva cool. was not in yep. the battle royal. Okay, it was so our main man. It was our main man, the the rompin' stompin' Jewisaurus. Jewisaurus Rex, maybe? Yeah. Brodus J. That was Brodus J. Oh, Brodus J. Jobber, get with it. All right, so help me out with this segment a little bit. It was Brodus J, my main man. Yeah, Brodus J (laughs) making his PWS debut. And you know know what the funny thing is? Last week we were talking about which matches that we were really excited about, and you guys stole both matches that I was really excited about. And then I said, hey, the gimmick Battle Royal. If I saw I would have marked out. I'm not going to lie. It did not let down. Uh, the last two were the lifeguard and the drunken swashbuckler, Little and man. the lifeguard picked up the victory, which is a huge victory for him. Yeah, but it didn't last too long because after that, Jake the Snake Roberts made a, was an appearance. Who was commissioner yes, for the night? He was the guest commissioner. He got on the mic, started doing a promo in the ring, but he was interrupted by the lifeguard, and the lifeguard ended up getting DDT twice. Not just once, but twice by Jake the Snake. The crowd went crazy for this. The fans were chanting one more time, so he was he did what was what was he what he was being asked, and he picked him up, planted him with the DDT again, twice. Awesome. Oh, definitely. Also, Croatian sensation Mario Bocola. You used to go by Mo Sexton from the Southside Players Club. Completely switching the switching his gimmick over. I am a fan of this. I. His music hits, and it's very. Um, it's it's a fun it's fun entrance theme. I can't. It's been stuck in my stuck in my head, but I can't like it, it say just, it out loud. It, it like gets you ready. It's like some sort of music that you would hear right before a battle, like it's a got, Lord of like a Lord of the Rings battle or some sort of fight in a movie. Nobody you, knows what Lord of the Rings is. Yeah, you would hear this music, and I I'm expecting a lot out of him. Uh, as we saw, he destroyed the Suburban Outfitters, Hash Brown and Chris Dixon. Um, what did you think about the Col- uh, Cole and Buff Bagwell match? Uh, typical Cole Cabana match where it was uh, comedy and wrestling. Uh, I thought it was great. I, I really – I did mark out seeing Buff Bagwell come out there. He did the entrance. He, I'm posing like him right now. I'm on my knee doing the, the bicep flex. And just so everybody knows and, and remembers, this is an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People know. People are picturing it, I assume. Does this mean we have to give you like five minutes to get off your knee now? That's not funny. Or Don't make fun good? of my arthritis. But anyway, Colcabana uh, actually Colcabana mentioned this on his podcast this week and said that it was hilarious because Col- Buff Bagwell had no idea who he was. Really? Not a clue. Not a clue. And afterwards, he said after the match, he like apparently in the ring, he told the referee, he goes, wow, this guy has standing ovation. Like, what does he do? That's funny. Really? Yeah. Well, he had no clue who Jay Silva was either, so. Well. <laughs> <laughs> who, who that guy pinned. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Buff Bagwell during the match, I give him credit. He just had an act, a very severe accident last year. And uh, for those that don't know, he was in a car accident. Very, very critical condition. He worked his ass off in that ring against Cole Cabana. Well, yeah. Cole I, I would definitely like awesome. to see him back. Dude, definitely... he, he went for a blockbuster, and he didn't hit the blockbuster, which even – but the bump of taking a blockbuster – of doing yeah. the blockbuster, I was I was surprised by that. 
there was a few parts where he had to take some time to uh, catch his breath, but it's understandable. And I don't know if I said this on the podcast last week. I'm almost certain I did. Did I say Cole Cabana was good for this business? Yes, you did. Yeah. Okay, because I just want to reiterate that, him and Matt Hardy, because I watched their – both of them had promo videos that they put out on YouTube, and they hype up their independent wrestling appearances, and I think that's awesome. So Yeah, yep. well, talk, talking about Matt Hardy, he actually had his shot at the PWS Heavyweight Champion. Uh, no, not at the Heavyweight Champion. My bad. But at he did the, face he, the future – but yeah. he did face Bonesaw. Yeah. Yeah, he did. And what about that match? I, I, I really expected Brandon to jump in with more than I, he did or what. No, because he did. He, and yeah, yeah, he did. No, I'm it playing was, the card of Dave today. It was it was a good match. Bonesaw nailed the uh, flying elbow. Done. Yeah, I, I mean, I can't complain whenever I see Matt Hardy wrestle because I, I he is the reason him, Jeff, Edge and Christian, the Dudley Boys, Mick Foley are the reason why I watch wrestling today, so... You see, it's that's all- what I was hoping he would say right after the <laughs> match. As no, so, to yeah, okay. Dead air. Yeah. No, but and I and I really do. I always appreciate being able to see him wrestle when I'm sitting maybe maybe sixty feet from the ring, <laughs> maybe less than sixty feet. Because when I went and saw them in WWE, I'm definitely a lot further than sixty feet. Yeah, it is very very uh, intimate. It's a very intimate setting for pro wrestling. And even yes. more intimate I, was... I even like to light candles and eat dinner for two by myself. Exactly. And what was even more intimate was uh, they put on a free event at, in Edison, New Jersey, the day after, where they had a full set of matches going. From yeah, it was like the Edison, Edison Fall Festival or something? Yeah. It was going from 4 o'clock to... Um, 9.30, was it? Yeah, very late. Towards very late. Well, you saw possibly Big O get his first loss, possibly his first singles loss. So we're not sure if he'd ever lost a match before. Yeah, know. let's call faced, him up. See yeah, right. He, he faced off against the um, Dan Moff, Beast, Dan Moff, and he ended up losing. I'm not too sure if this is his first loss in singles, but still, that says a pretty big thing about Dan Moff. You do not want to mess with him in the future. I think big things are going to come. We got defending champions too. <laughs> are you are you laughing for you don't want to mess with him and then and then after he started laughing he goes and big things are going to come. <laughs> Giggity. Continue, Dave. Um, but the being um, defending champions, Bonesaw defended his championship, the PWS Heavyweight Championship against Lance Anawahi. The day after. The day after. Talk about a fighting a- champion. Oh damn it! <laughs> you took my one thing I had to say. <laughs> of course, of course, Bonesaw picked up the victory. I guess not. Of course, but Bonesaw picked up the victory, and then, like Bonesaw, Craven Vero successfully defended his cha- his suicidal six way championship. Um, that was the crowd was heavy into all these matches, and I don't know if everybody that was ringside or just at the wrestling show in general were wrestling fans. But they certainly were into the the card up and down. It wasn't. It did start off a little bit. Um, not. It wasn't as large as the way that it ended, with right. the amount of fans that were surrounding right. the ring. At start, it started off very slow, uh, because there was also many other things going on at the street fair. Um, yeah, you had one chick with a sick ass singing 
Oh yeah, singing well, songs. I don't know. It was, it was like karaoke. She was in a band, but she was. I'm going to say she was terrible. If she ever hears this, my bad. But congratulations because uh, you have a sick ass. So yeah, good job with that. Oh, nice tits too. Um, Tito, <laughs> Tito Ortiz. Tito Santana. You guys are fucking creeps. Excuse yeah, me. Tito, Tito Santana actually had a match too. Wow. Always, no, seriously, that's always fun. I missed him when he was El Matador for PWS before, earlier this year. And I'm I'm happy I got to see Tito Santana take on uh, <laughs> what's funny. Yeah. No, I'm like, <laughs> what's I'm, funny. All right, but yes, he took on Real Aesthetics, Damian Gibbs, and he actually he picked up the victory over him. Yeah, and that was a very that was a good back and forth match. Tito Santana really he he still got it. Yeah, he's got. That's weird to say. Is he getting getting it done? Uh, but that's I not guess. sexual. Yeah, no, he's getting it done. Tito Santana's good. No, he's that sounds weird, though. That sounds weird. I like how the uh, children in the in the crowd were tagging, uh, trying to tag him in, in one of the with the tag team match. Oh, with the heavenly bodies. Yeah, yeah, they put on a really good match as well. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much our cover, our coverage of the PD, to PWS from this past week. Um, you could catch them for yourselves, mm-hmm. October twenty sixth, PWS Rawway Retaliation. At Center Circle in Rahway, New Jersey, you're going to see just announced PWS heavyweight champion Bowen Saw will defend his champion against his championship against Just Incredible. Come on, yeah, who doesn't want to see that? So go check out ProWrestlingSyndicate.com for more information. And, and and if you listen to this on Saturday before Saturday, go to the event in Iceland, New Jersey. Yeah, we spoke about it last events. week. I don't yeah. know. I think that this would be out before then, though. But PWS Fight Night and Bombshell 7 in Iceland, New Jersey. Go check it out. ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. And on to the next segment. Which is our musical interlude, Dave. Yes. And on to the musical interlude. All Coming right. straight from Edison, New Jersey. Yeah, shout out to Edison, New Jersey. But it is Shaq Daddy with she thirsty. You can get him on Instagram at Shack Daddy Swag. Listen to his music. Download them on SoundCloud.com slash Shack Daddy for Life. And also for bookings, you can email ShackSmile at Hotmail.com. Yeah. Oh, and his producer Burps on the beat. So go it's, follow it's him. Perps. Perps. Yeah. Perps. My bad. His name's Perps on, on the beat. beat. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, it's perks, perks. Here's Shaq Daddy with She Thirsty. On marking out. Yo, I love plenty different types of women. But you ever meet a chick who's just too eager? It's like, man, I appreciate all the attention. But go. You thirsty. I met this girl on Sunday. She called me a Monday. Texted me on Tuesday, then Wednesday, she tried to seduce it. She thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted. Man, grab the Gatorade bottle, cause she thirsted. She thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted. Thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted, she thirsted. Yeah. Swag dripping off my chest, making her real thirsty. I don't mind being loved, but girl, please don't hurt me. You can grab my attention, just don't try too hard. I like women of any color, no wild card. I appreciate your desire, but don't set me on fire. Every man needs his space, so get up out my face. No disrespect for all these diamonds on my neck, you better come correct. Don't be 
sloppy, don't be hoppy Call me Shaq Daddy or Shaq Poppy You know, Shaq Sickles Goes hard like Rocky You're even colder than New Jersey Devil Hockey, I, I do it Real big like I'm Sean Putting a rap game in check Me, pawn I met this girl on Sunday She called me on Monday Texting me on Tuesday, then Wednesday She trying to seduce me She thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty She thirsty, she thirsty Man, grab the Gatorade bottle Cause she thirsty, she thirsty She thirsty, she thirsty She thirsty, she thirsty Thirsty, she thirsty She thirsty, she thirsty She thirsty Shaq Daddy, uh Dry girls are too boring and thirsty chicks are too crazy Man, for once I actually want a chick who likes to be lazy JK, but everywhere I go, she be where I go And everywhere I be, she be where I be What she need to do is get a hobby or a hubby And don't look at any guys tall, dark, and chubby I really do appreciate it when a girl loves me But you're supposed to give me a hug Now give me a bug, I'm looking for Kesha And your love ain't my drug even being sedated, but if you want a man like me, girl, calm down, yo, kitty. I don't have no pity, and it's all because you acting way, 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 too. I met this girl on Sunday, she called me on Monday, texted me on Tuesday, then Wednesday, she tried to seduce me. She thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty. Man, grab the Gatorade bottle, cause she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty. Feeling this beat, let me see your head snap. Head snap, head snap. Everybody, if you're feeling real hype, let me see your arms flat. Arms flat, arms flat. Everybody, I'm Shaq Daddy and I'm putting Jersey on the map. On the map, on the map. I met this girl on Sunday, she called me on Monday. Texted me on Tuesday, then Wednesday, she tried to seduce me. She thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty. Man, grab the Gatorade bottle, cause she thirsty. She thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty. She thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty, she thirsty. And we are back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, thank you to Shaq Daddy for contributing that song to the podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at ShaqDaddy25. And if you want to hear your song played on the podcast, you can. Just uh, email markingout1 at gmail.com. Thanks. I'm kidding, no. But anyway, let's get on to some sports entertainment talk. And we're going to start off with SmackDown from last week. Goods, bads, middles. We have no bads. We only have one middle. And that's the fact that Rob Van Dam is going to be getting another title shot at Battleground against Alberto Del Rio. But it kind of coincides with a, a match as well because Alberto Del Rio attacks Rob Van Dam in the trainer's room after that hellacious 11-on-3 gauntlet match, which we'll talk about in a minute. And Alberto Del Rio then goes to defeat R-Truth. I mean, wrestling-wise, it was solid wrestling, but it's just, you can't get behind Alberto Del Rio right now. I think basically it's just going to set up for Rob Van Dam winning the World Heavyweight Championship at Battlegrounds from Alberto Del Rio. And then all of a sudden, the hallelujah plays and Damian Sandow runs down, cashes in, and wins. A 
amen to that, brother. All right, let's get to the goods now because that's pretty much the entire SmackDown because it was all pretty good. They're doing uh, WWE does a great job, just like Pro yeah. Wrestling Syndicate does a good job with keeping uh, their cards awesome. Thought the- you were going to say keeping up with the Kardashians for some reason. Why would I mention that uh, train wreck? I have show? no idea. It's on a train wreck. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, it is. No, their lives are train wrecks, Brandon. No. Yes, they are. Anyway, let's get If t- they weren't train wrecks, it wouldn't be on television. Nobody would care. <laughs> yeah. But, but but total divas. Train wrecks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, good. So you have Vicky Guerrero, the acting general manager of SmackDown, making an 11-on-3 handicap match. It's going to be the Shields versus all the members of, you could say, the Rebellion, which I just, I just kind of popped Star Wars-wise for. I like it. Yeah. Uh, is, that, is that what they're going as? I don't know what they're going as. The locker room. The locker room brawlers. Yeah, there we go. I called it that. Uh, but anyway, but anyway, Vicky Guerrero's match was stopped midway by Triple H because, you know, it wasn't in the competitive spirit because it was an 11 on 3 handicap match that the Shield was pretty much owning. As we could say, I like this because it continues with this big storyline. You know, you think that on SmackDown, the entire locker room is going to go over the Shield finally, but it doesn't because Triple H makes a stop to it and kind of makes everything in the. I'm trying try to make it, I could say, in the interest of fairness, but making. But it, it's not because Rob Van Dam was going to win that match. Yeah, and he didn't want them to get over just then. You would rather wait for that on the main show on Monday Night Raw rather than SmackDown, which is going to be your later show. But anyway, Triple H does make a couple of really good matches. You see uh, the White family defeating uh, the Brandon Cream Dream Team. Uh, Zach Ooh, that, that, that well. I like that. <laughs> the Cream Dream Team? Yes. Really? Yep, of uh, Zack Ryder and Justin Gabriel. Jesus Christ. Which is good. I liked the I liked the backstage promo with Zack Ryder trying to be like really awkwardly nice to Triple H. Yeah, I called him was it bro or dude? Bro. It's bro, right? Bro. Slapping Triple H on the back. I thought that was hilarious. I laughed out loud. You, you LOLs really? No, no, I actually laughed out loud. I'm not gonna say LOL when I don't mean LOL. Did yeah. you ruffle? Because <laughs> if you ruffled, I would like to see that on video. Yeah. Rolling on the floor laughing. I don't think I've uh, have I done that? I don't know. I've rolled in a bed laughing. Does that count? So does that yeah. R in R Robble Rabble. But then you also see uh, Daniel Bryan and the Usos defeat the Shield. So you kind of have that. Hey, guess what? You know the bad guys win, the good guys win. It all kind of evens out for the evening. So it kind of keeps everything that's good for business in there with this whole big storyline of the locker room versus the uh, the new corporation or Union 2.0 versus the corporation. Yeah, and I, I think honestly, I do think something big is going to happen at Survivor Series this year. Good. And if it's not, I felt like we are. I feel like we said this last year too, or two years ago, and hopefully something big happens. So, Amen. Uh, more good to have AJ, the Divas Champion, defeating Naomi. It was a solid Divas wrestling match. We spoke about this before the show, but I, I got to give big props to AJ for her tattoo on the back of her neck. I think it's cool. It's very cryptic. It's very awkward. I like it a lot. I think I, it's weird. Okay, go ahead. You. Okay, I'm going to disagree with you. I think it's <laughs> so, like, it's just so marky. I'm not a fan of it. Why I don't is it think marky? It's just, it's pro- It's not like her tattoo says Funky Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I'm not a fan of it. I think it's stupid to get a date tattooed on you of when you win a championship. Hey, that was um, her life like, goal. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's grew up wanting this. 
Yeah. It's, it's like saying AJ. Than... That's like saying AJ Styles' tattoo is but stupid because all their kids' name is AJ and they're all on the on his abdomen. Well, nobody said that that was smart. Hey, listen, I'm going to get a tattoo of my son's birthday tattooed on my leg. Are you going to name? Him? Am you're, I not, name you're not naming all of them, Chris. That would be awesome. Everybody's name was Chris. My wife's listening, and the other's like, "Nope, they're not all." She doesn't want him to be named Chris. So yeah, she's got one Chris in her life. She she doesn't need an, she doesn't need another. All right, I, I just it disagree with you with the tattoo. I mean, she's not she's not even. It wasn't in a place. It was right on the back of her neck, so you don't really see it. But it's not like it's in an era back like somebody somebody will see it. Hey now, we had a women championship when you had like. Alondra Blaze, Trish Stratus, Lita, and all Alondra that. Alondra Blaze wasn't in the same era as Trish Stratus. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Alondra like Blaze wasn't the, the best Divas champion. Yeah, but I'm saying like the caliber. The she wasn't the caliber to anything. She Alondra? threw out the Divas title, the women's title on Monday Night Nitro. What does that and mean? We're, I, and I we're think, still talking about it. Yeah, back then she was she was pretty hot stuff back then. I I don't Especially have a in the ring. I don't have a problem. She was a good wrestler. Yeah. I, have, I don't, I, I don't I have a problem with AJ's good. tattoo, though. I think if you want to get a personal tattoo, you you want it. You're going to put it on your neck. You're going to put it on your ass. You're going to put it on your 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 leg, your chest, your... Labia? I don't know if I've ever wow. seen a tattoo wow. of labia. <laughs> that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely hurt. On that note, let's continue. How would you know? What do you got, a vagina? No, you have a vagina. No, don't remember that. I'm sorry for saying that word on the podcast, though. It's 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 correct. It's, <laughs> I know it's correct. I just it's, don't want to say human, women. For some age. reason, when I when I when I say vagina, people get creeped out. Say it one yeah, more time. yeah, Dave. I get really creeped out when you say vagina. Say it one more time. <laughs> I did say it one more time. There's a vagina behind me now. No, no Beetlejuice reference. No. Anyway, let's continue on with the show, though. Santino Morella continues his winning ways after re-debuting on Monday Night Raw, defeating Jack Swagger, the other half of the Real Americans. Uh, I liked how they, when they were in Canada, that they played off that Jack Swagger didn't want to be there because he didn't want to be off American soil. I mean, he probably didn't. Well, he couldn't because of I, his de- yeah. in- impending uh, court date. Like Marty Jannetty, if only that panned through, man. What? I would have loved to have seen a Marty Jannetty return full time in 2006. You are—it's just you. What? I don't just remember you. that. You don't remember? He came back. He faced Kurt Angle or whatever, and he came back. And him and Shawn Michaels faced. Oh, it's going to skip me. Did they face La Resistance? Maybe I don't know. I was in Mexico, I think, when it happened, and I was like, "Oh no way!" Way. I, I felt like I was taking a roofie. You probably. Where did you watch this <laughs> in New Mexico? It was on the televi- Televisiano, whatever you say, television in Spanish. Yeah. It was on. That's what you do in Mexico. You sit and watch wrestling. I did it when I was in Florida. That was when Bret Hart returned and, and hugged Shawn Michaels. No? No. Everything revolves around Shawn. <laughs> oh, I thought I, – my bad. I thought it was everything revolves around Brandon. I got oh, that. Oh, hilarious. Okay. Fat, gravitational pulse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's continue on with SmackDown so we can hop over to that other show that Brandon better be uh, talking about. Uh, Randy Orton cutting a big promo saying that he's back. He said the venomous, sadistic Viper is back in action and the whole WWE should be on notice and he's going to win the title back at Battleground against Dan O'Brien. Uh, I hope not. I, I hope not either, but it's probably... Although that, that's the only possibility I could see, though. Yeah, it's the only possibility, I, but I like Randy Orton's promo and he's he's good again. I don't, I, I don't hope not. I hope he does... It made him interesting. I mean, 
I'm a fan of it. Oh, and Randy Orton coming out with with uh, new new colors to his trunk, so we haven't seen in years. Yeah, finally, right? Red, white. Wow, what's something? Something's happening. So he's adding some layer to his character and to his. He's trunks. trying to win Brandon over. He's listening to this podcast. He goes, "I can't believe I did this. I did that. I did this." Oh, he wants color. I'm going to just add white. Let's see how he reacts to that. No, still shitting on me. Let's add red. And then Brandon, then Brandon goes. No, yeah. Randy, Randy, if you're listening to this, I'm talking about color, changing the color of the base. You got to make it. I want to see blue. <laughs> I no, I want to see blue with the gold and, and, and black yeah, he wants accent. To see, he wants to see color in your base. Damn. Damn roasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get on to Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Monday Night Nitro. All right. No bads. Uh, things we're not going to talk about, but there's only goods. Uh, you have Triple H and Stephanie McMahon starting off Monday Night Raw, addressing the locker room rebels, saying that all of these guys could be good, could be the face of the WWE, but they're not going to be. Pointing out Zack Ryder, pointing out R-Truth, pointing out Rob Van Dam, and setting these guys up in an 11-on-3 elimination-style tag match as your main event. And some of them had matches earlier in the night. Yes, just like uh, the primetime players who were unsuccessful in defeating the Wyatt family, which was awesome. I, I There was a little shred of my mind thinking, hey, the primetime players may actually win this. I didn't think that. No? <laughs> no. I, I didn't think that, but it did, it did get me a little bit into the tag team division a little bit more. Yeah. I, and, I, and I know you said you didn't want to talk about this, but when, when you just now it clicked when you said that you thought primetime players were going to pick up the victory – I really thought Kofi Kingston was going to pick up a victory against Del Rio. That was a fun and exciting match for me. I, it was, I it, okay, it was a good match. It wasn't. A, it's not that it wasn't a bad match, but fans are not behind Del Rio. Right, he comes out to no reaction, nothing at all, and I just, I, I still, I won't, I won't understand how WWE lets this just happen. What I've noticed is the crowd will start chanting for. They were chanting Cole Cabana. Yes, they were chanting Cole Cabana. Well, they were in Chicago, and he was there. But even if it's not Chicago, they're chanting Randy Savage, Michael Cole, JBL. They're chanting everything during Del Rio. If it's not Del Rio matches, it's R-Truth's matches. Something about the two of their matches. No. R-Truth is going to be the next. Okay, maybe R-Truth was facing – maybe I'm thinking about R-Truth versus uh, Del Rio. R-Truth, is that what you just said? I think you need to uh, apologize. Apo- no. Kiss it. Apologize. Anyway, let's continue on. More goods. Uh, another, bi- another big player in this storyline, the corporation versus the uh, locker room rebels, has been the big show. And he was on Miz TV today. And Miz, uh, pretty irate with him, getting in his face, trying to get him to, uh, I guess you could say, turn over to a, a turnover new leaf. He uh, gets knocked out because Stephanie McMahon comes out, belittles the Miz, and said that he had his chance and blew it. And then gets knocked out by the big show. But he'll, he'll get up again. Yeah. Thank you, Chumpawamba. I, I'm still going with Big Show is going to become the heel for them. He's going to turn full-time, full heel. I think he's going to be a big player. and that'll. I think he'll he'll turn on Stephanie and Triple H. Oh, Stop yeah? to it, yeah. Uh, no, I don't know. Well, I think we'll see either next week or the week after that where Big Show stands. Yes. Yes, going. No, I think you'll probably wait till like Royal Rumble to see where Big Show stands. No, no, I don't think so. I I, I can see it around Survivor Series. That's what I meant. Survivor Series. The the whole reason why I think 
that we'll see next week or the week after that is because next week we see Triple H invited the, the Rhodes family. Not to jump the gun already. I guess I did. Kind of. But uh, we'll see what Big Show, how he reacts to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. And next match, you have Randy Orton and Rob Van Dan going to a no contest. Because... Randy Orton and the fight on the outside, double count out, and Randy Orton beats the shit out. So wow, I cursed. We're cursing a lot. Well, you're, yeah. you and Brandon are cursing a lot. Well, I didn't mean Actually, to curse. No. I didn't mean to say Monday Night Raw. And I, I and I dropped an f bomb. It's okay. Yeah, it's so okay. But in, in, in ranks of worst, you're the worst. Anyway, this goes to a double count out, and Randy Orton then beats the s out of RVD and gives him the big DDT off the top rope. He beats the spray paint out of him. Beats? Yes. Thank you. I, I always like seeing watching RVD sell this move. Yeah. He always so, sells like DDTs. The way that he sells DDTs. Not even just DDTs. Also pile drivers. I don't know if there's any other moves like that. but Yeah. Mm. Solid. Solid. Fondago defeated Santino, which was good. They finally used Summer Rae to her full potential as a ring valet. Getting may have her. Been, may have been my favorite match on Raw. Really? Yeah. Wow. May have, been, may have been. I'm very. Keep saying Maven or what? Huh? You keep saying Maven? Yeah. Um. I, I'm. I go back and forth, but it's still kind of funny about how my views have changed about Santino over time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought you always liked Santino. No. Just uh, the rest. I, 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 I the always, character. I, yeah. Okay. Right. I always liked Santino, not the character. And I and I do I did enjoy this match. It wasn't like oh here are two jobbers. It's they put on a good match. And I think people need to realize that Fandango or Fandango isn't a jobber. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Continuing on, CM Punk in his hometown of Chicago has some ravaging mark remarks for Paul Heyman. Makes a lot of references to the Chicago Blackhawks. And then Paul Heyman comes out in a motor scooter. And has some remarks for CM Punk. You then have Curtis Axel get involved. You then have Ryback get involved. Total insanity ensues. And then CM Punk gets gorilla pressed through a table off of a bunch of boxes, which was nuts. <laughs> it's going to be Ryback versus CM Punk at Battlegrounds. I like this a lot. I like the beatdown. I like the fact that you did not even see – I mean you may have saw but you – on screen, you did not see Ryback or Curtis Axel coming at all. Well, that's, I like what we how, were, that's what we were waiting for. That's what CM Punk said. Can they get to me before I can get to you? Yeah, and I like the fact that it was kind of like like in hockey where where a hockey player gets caught between two players during a cross check. That's exactly what it looked like where CM Punk just got crushed. Like the Bash Brothers? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did I personally, I didn't like the promo itself from CM Punk. I, I liked it. it was, I was, I was. Uh, to me, yes. I just thought it was too much Blackhawks gargle gargle Blackhawks. Why wouldn't you? It's his. It's his home yeah. crowd. I he knows just, how he knows how to work the home. Yeah, home it's crowd. the home crowd. Why are you not going to play it up? You, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you could have done it differently. Talk about the pizza or something. The pizza. No, I'm joking. Yeah, Chicago deep dish. Yeah, no. No, I, I just I wasn't Black a fan Hawks. of that. Oh, I just wasn't a fan of. Maybe I don't like the the Blackhawks. I don't know. I just don't think you like. <laughs> they just won the Stanley Cup. Of, of course, you're going to play it up. What was funny? They just won the Stanley Cup, but they are the most recent. Yeah, and CM Punk was looking to drink out of the the cup or whatever. I just I didn't like it, and I thought 
the the ending to that segment was great when Ryback and Curtis Axel finally got to CM Punk, and that was a fun segment to watch afterwards. I I like the fact that CM Punk was still out there at, when they came back from commercial break, still kind of healing his wounds and getting help to the backstage area. If I'm not mistaken, it was a Divas match next. Yeah, where he had to get out of there. He's like, no, I can't. Yeah, I, I can't sit for this. <laughs> but that Divas match was good. You had all the total Divas going over the not total Divas of AJ. It, it was to me kind of pointless for the fact that. I mean, did Tamina didn't do anything in the match, right? Uh, no. And did Oksana do anything? No, I, I, they, they, well, the match only went on for less than two minutes, so they didn't really do all that much. And I like how AJ was like, oh, I don't – she said she didn't trust her teammates, right? I don't recall. Yeah, she, they, did, she then, didn't trust her then, teammates. And then here they were helping her to the back. Yeah. I like that. It was cool. I, I've said it millions of times, but I think that there's a lot going on, obviously, a lot going on with the Divas uh, division. And I see this entire Total Divas versus the – what are they calling themselves? I don't know. The not Divas? Not yeah, Total Divas? Not Divas. I, I, I see this going uh, long ways. Yeah. That's gross, Dave. <laughs> anyway, then you, your main event, you have Daniel Bryan come out and cut a, a big Daniel Bryan promo. About how he will be the champion at Battleground. Yes, yes, yes. Which then leads to an 11-on-3 elimination-style tag match where the Locker Room Rebels get the win. But not just a very decisive win. Before the match, you have Cody Rhodes and Goldust, or Dustin Rhodes, coming out of the arena, coming out of nowhere, you could say, attacking the Shields. And Cody Rhodes also changed his Twitter name to uh, Cody Rhodes slash Runnels. So really, got, yeah. So I guess they're really playing up into this family. Oh, someone's going to jump onto his old uh, Twitter account really quick. No, no, no. Okay. It's the same Twitter account, but you know how you could change the names. Are you talking about the at or no? Okay, like right. Gotcha. How hours is marking apostrophe space? Okay, I, I got you. That's a weird way they said. Hours. I got you, boo. <laughs> yeah. Don't call me that. Yeah, that's creepy. (laughs) I thought that the elimination match was actually really good. It was very – a lot going on and the crowd was was very intense with it. Yeah, and it was fun to watch. It's something that we've never seen before, which just goes back to prove that even if you have 11 on three in a handicap – yeah, 11 on three handicap match, that WWE still innovates matches. What about the fact that Justin Gabriel and Zack Ryder outlasted guys like RVD and Kofi? Well, that was yeah. the, the, they, you know what that was to kind of play each character because once Justin Gabriel and Zack Ryder got in, they got completely eliminated. And yeah. Roman Reigns, no, is, Zach, Zach Ryder put up a good fight. Yeah, yeah but, but he got, got he got three win. moves in, and then he got speared by Roman Reigns, who's finally starting to win me over. Meh. Nice. Yeah. Now, but, now I just want to know what's going on with Dolph Ziggler. He's just there for right like now? why? Why are they not? Like he was, I was so. I was just reading. Apparently, WWE doesn't like. I mean, according to the news sites, well, news sites. Um, apparently, uh, they don't have enough confidence that Dolph that Ziggler will merch. sell. Yeah, I bought both his shirts. Yeah, I, I think. <laughs> I, I don't know if I buy it because obviously, if they're looking at the merchandise sales, they see that he's probably one of the top. He has to be. I mean, there, I see women that aren't even watching wrestling walking around like Target and stuff wearing Dolph Ziggler shirts. So he has to be selling merch. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. I totally agree. I, I thought it was a solid match. I thought the interaction between Roman Reigns and Titus O'Neil got a huge pop from the crowd and also from the uh, the commentators as well. They were so yeah. behind it, and I and, I popped for that. He was that, getting that, Titus. Ziggler. Titus. What? what? I was going to say he was getting Titus O'Neil chants where they were in between barking. Yes, I heard that. So, so that, that was pretty cool. cool. Was cool. And, then, and Ziggler during the match actually eliminated Dean Ambrose, so – we could, I could definitely see them continuing their little feud. Yeah, well, they're going on uh, on SmackDown this week to face off for the United States title, so we'll see where it goes from there. And if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, one of the Usos picked up the victory against Roman Reigns, right? Yeah, Jimmy Uso. Look at that. No, it was no. Roman Reigns got pinned first. Seth Rollins was the last person in. Yeah, no. Jimmy Uso eliminated Roman Reigns. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. yeah. After that match went down, but you finally see the baby faces going over the heels for the first time in a while. Uh, this should be exciting to watch going into next week. Uh, Triple H has invited the entire Rhodes Reynolds family to come to Raw next week, so that part of it's going to be. Uh, you know that whole interaction between this this storyline has a lot of layers to it, and this is something yeah. we really haven't seen in a very long time, and it makes wrestling fans really excited. And they have a lot of side storylines that are played off of this main storyline. Yes, that's what Chris just said. <laughs> I'd call you an asshole, but we don't want to curse on this show. And you just did. That's all right. That's all right. Aaron's going to tell me that anyway, yeah. right, Aaron? <laughs> He's going to be like, I'd rather I'd rather watch paint dry than to listen to this podcast this week because Dave talked too much. I saw somebody watching. Well, paint you could dry you could watch day. you could watch paint dry and listen to the podcast at the same time. You probably isn't that, rather isn't listen that a little to ridiculous paint dry. though. I watched somebody watch paint dry. Isn't that what's worse than that? Yeah. Alrighty, so that's Raw. We've got to talk about NXT really quickly because this week a lot of stuff happened. Uh, you have new number one contenders for the NXT Tag Team Titles, the Ascension. Uh, winning the tag team turmoil match, beating Enzo More and Colin Cassidy, or Big Cass, uh, in the the last part of that match. And I know Dave was kind of weirded out about the order of it. Well, yeah, no, it's just gauntlet matches overall. It was Enzo More, Cassidy, Tyler Breeze, CJ Parker, and Scott Dawson and Alexander Rusev. The thing is, how do they decide the order? Okay, yes, it's all scripted. No, we, we understand that. That crap. Who decides who has that advantage of being that last competitor in a gauntlet match? I mean, obviously, the inset- the accession has that that um, energy, and they're not tired out, and they're fresh for this match right now as being uh, for being the last ones in this match. Yeah. Are you asking storyline? How do they get to be the last? No, it, are you asking just, like actually backstage who gets to do that? No, it's 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 back and which, forth which way are you asking it? yeah that's the thing you can't ask back backstage because uh, it's scripted that way right and you I'm, can't i've always i've always wondered with royal rumbles i've always wondered how how that gets chosen yeah i think it would be cool if they did like an order uh some sort of a random thing like how they used but then, to but then, the, yeah but uh, i was gonna say then you don't get people like Rey mysterio coming in at number two winning the whole rumble you don't get stuff like that. The littlest underdog. Well, I mean, you could always rig it. Uh, you could rig it for some parts, but then you have yeah. Goldust coming out right after Booker T, and that ruins the surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we had a big return because we spoke about this guy recently on the podcast about not being on TV. Cassius Ono making his NXT television return. Next week, he's going to be in action against one of the members of the Wyatt family. So is I think he, Is he looking like he's in better shape? Yeah, yeah. He, looks, he looks slimmed down. Doesn't have his big scraggly beard. I'm kind of upset about that. But, I you know. forgot where I saw it, but I saw a picture of him um, uh, doing a little photo shoot. And he looked like he was in good shape compared to what he looked like when he first came in. 
definitely. Yeah, I mean, when he first came in, he was looking like Mark Henry. Now he looks like CM Punk. Yeah. Don't agree to that. (laughs) (laughs) Next week is going to be the Bo Dallas Invitational Tournament where Bo Dallas is going to have a bunch of guys. I don't even know what the concept to this is. He's just just terrible. Is it a bunch of people who impress Bo Dallas? Well, the one thing we know is that Sami Zayn will not be a part of it. He is not allowed to enter this Bo Dallas Invitational. Right, which I'm excited to see because I read those results. Yeah, we read all four (laughs) weeks of the results. I, I liked uh, last week's NXT, though. Sami Zayn versus Kurt Hawkins was a phenomenal match. Yeah, he's good. Sami Zayn is good. And uh, then this week I think his awesome. matches like that, where, well, that gives you confidence that Kurt Hawkins has solidified himself on that roster. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I mean, if you're doing what you do and you're putting on great matches. Um, but big, bigger news, Triple H made a huge announcement on NXT, replacing Dusty Rhodes um with jbl yep this is going with the whole storyline of the reynolds family even though this was taped two three weeks ago so and they covered it up very well yeah without giving away anything they just said dusty may have his head uh, a little bit clotted with everything going on yeah absolutely very, very well done so we have the corporate gm of nxt uh nxt should be exciting in the next coming weeks so we'll see what goes on with that but some behind the scenes stuff with nxt uh apparently there's a new trainer in nxt no bill demott is still there uh nick dinsmore also known as eugene is now one of the newer trainers because apparently joey mercury will be taking a producer role uh, on the road with the wwe so eugene's great we saw the work they did with freight train recently and it was good are we supposed to still think that he is Eric Bischoff's nephew? I don't think so. Wait, <laughs> he's not Eric Bischoff's nephew? Mark. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe Rob- he should have taught Garrett how to wrestle. Yeah. Maybe he should have taught his cousin, yeah. yeah. Is that your bird? Yep. Yeah, I think it's like Jeez. making out with it. Yeah. He's in his little um, hut. All right, uh, continue, though. Apparently, Rob Conway turned down a, a tra- an offer to be one of the trainers at the, at the performance center. I think that's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think that would have been great for Rob Conway to get in there and train people because I thought I was on board with Rob Conway when he was wrestling. So, and he's been wrestling for mad years. Yeah, he's been he's wrestling seen. for mad years. <laughs> yeah, now, now no, and we've seen his matches were decently enough. Like, I don't know, he put on great matches always. Not great, great matches, but they never yeah. gave him enough time to put on great matches. If, yeah. if you were in charge, who would you sign? He's good. Who would you sign as a trainer right now? For the WWE, just one person. Who would you sign? Uh, it's too difficult to say that because uh, Jerry Lynn, I would say. Yeah. Okay, Chris. I agree, Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I could Jerry Lynn or Lance Storm. I would like this, with- but that's the, that's the thing though. There's so many people like Jerry, like uh, Lance Storm, like Tommy Dreamer. I believe yeah. to have a training job, but, but now they have their own like, schools. Exactly. So you so. would have to go with Jerry Lynn because he. Um, I'm pretty positive he doesn't have his own school. So I would go with Jerry Lynn too. Right. What? Like, I would love to be trained. If I had a chance to be a wrestler and be trained by all these people, I would love to be trained by a team of Lance Storm, Tommy Dreamer, Jerry Lynn, who else? Billy Gunn, all these guys. Even yeah. huge. To go along with that NXT, uh, William Regal is apparently going to be taking over Jim Ross's uh, role with NXT. I thought that was pretty pretty cool, especially because William Regal deserves that um, that role and that much respect in the world of pro wrestling. Absolutely, and he did a good job on commentary this week on NXT as well. Yeah, I, I like the fact that uh, Renee Young joined them. Yeah, and he was just hitting on her the entire time, like a creepy old <laughs> guy he is. 
<laughs> even though he's married. Anyway, but yeah, that's everything that's going on NXT-wise. Last thing we want to talk about WWE-wise is this week the full roster of WWE 2K14 has been revealed. I know Brandon's a little upset about some people not being in. I know there's a lot of arguments about it. I like the roster itself. It keeps all the guys that are very relevant and irrelevant in. A lot of the guys that should be in, uh, people think should be in, I... You can, Brandon. You're the one that's really upset about this. No, I'm, I just I'm fine think, with the roster. All right. Well, no, I'm fine. I'm fine with the roster, but there's just people like the Usos, the Bella Twins, and Alicia Fox who were in last year's game. It's a very, very simple copy and paste. I don't know if it's not a simple yes, copy it is. and paste. Yes, it is. It has nothing to do with coding. They're already yeah, coded. Brand, Brand, Brandon watched a few videos about it. It has nothing to do with coding. It's it's really it's you take this Lita. In this game is the exact leader from last year's game. She should have a different attire, but I figured that they figured that since she was just a manager, it's like, oh, no big deal, whatever. But maybe they wanted to change the Usos attire. I don't know how that works, but maybe they just wanted to update them. Those are people that should be in it. People like Curtis Axel, people like Rob Van Dam, people I don't know, people say right. Bray Wyatt too. Axel, I understand Axel broke down a bunch like Fandango, yep. Trish right. Stratus, Biggie Langston. Yep. I understand Fight people family. like them because Fandango and Biggie Langston, their first match didn't happen till WrestleMania. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know Corey Ledesma said that the cutoff for the roster's March. It's always been after WrestleMania. So even that though, it's still I understand why they didn't make the full roster. I could see them being downloadable content. No, I, I agree. And you're probably going to get three downloadable contact packs. So everybody that you know you probably wanted in, plus then some, you'll probably get. Right. Like I could, I could see it. I could honestly see a generation's downloadable content pack that contains the Usos. Contains maybe is Tamina in it or no? No. No. That maybe contains Tamina. But she, but she, she hasn't been on TV. Yeah, but that well, the, now, the, now but, nothing. The total divas. Yeah, mean. but when when was the last time she was relevant on TV? Before that, uh, when was the last time Oksana was on TV and was relevant? With, with yeah. Antonio Cesaro, I guess. But she wasn't even wrestling then, though, was she? Yeah, but she's uh, been a lot on, so, on TV a lot more than uh, Oksana. I mean, Tamina has. So. I thought with no matter which way you look at it, business wise, it's smart because I mean, yeah, they had that cutoff. But even still, they're going to make. I don't, Brandon. How much are the DLCs? Uh, like well, fan one, access. Fan access last year, I think, was twenty. Maybe was it twenty nine ninety nine or was it twenty dollars? I don't know. And, and that gives you full access to every single DLC. Right, and last year it gave us an exclusive. If I downloaded the downloadable content last year, who was the pre order bonus last year? The Do you Rock? remember, Chris? No, I don't I remember. Sorry. Was it no, DD- Mike Tyson? Tyson. Oh, right. Mike Tyson was the DLC last year. Yeah, so with the fan access, you got DDP and you got uh, Goldust. Yes. Okay. So I'm thinking this year with the DLC, if you get it, the fan access, it'll be Bruno San Martino. Well, For we don't some even reason, know that, I, just, so. I just think. For some reason, I feel like it. I've seen an image of him in the game. You 100% but. have not. But the DLC wise, I could easily see the first round of it be including like RVD, Fandango, and Axel. Yes. Right. So I'm. I mean, hopefully. Yeah. At so least we'll, Zach Ryder's in it, right? Yep, Zach Ryder's in it, and Justin Gabriel's in it, Brandon. So. Curtis Ax- uh, uh Kurt Hawkins not in it yet. Yeah, but he's yeah. not going to be in it. Sorry. Yeah, as, as much as we love Kurt Hawkins, him, Tyson Kidd aren't going to be in it. Yeah, I don't see that. Is yeah. William Regal in it? Nope. No. 
he wasn't in last year either, and he should have been. That's a shame. Yeah. But what about, uh, this, what about this WWE cryptic tweet that they had out? Did you guys see anything about that? Yeah, I don't. I don't really even know. It's they, it's too. It's too. Somebody said El Generico. No, oh, broke. Uh, the WWE tweeted out something that says "Broken souls lay beneath his feet," and then hashtag wet, uh, "Rest in pieces" with a little picture. It looked like uh, like cubism, but Brandon thinks it's to like me, a- it, to me. It looked like cut up pieces of Edge's attire, but uh, there's no way anything this has to do with Edge or anything. There's no way Edge isn't I, even I, in the game. I I can't see it being anything oh, yes, to do with uh, Kane. Because Kane, I think they're going to continue that with the wife, family-wise. Yeah. I don't see that. The most, the only thing it could be is Undertaker, but I don't want it to be Undertaker. Maybe Evan Bourne has a new gimmick. Yeah, right? No, yeah. seriously. He's yeah, ready to return, if it is, If it is Undertaker, I mean, they've been talking about either having him face Lesnar or Ryback at WrestleMania. So I guess time's only going to be the one to tell us. <laughs> I mean, I know, I know we saw The Rock versus Cena announced the night after WrestleMania, but uh, I mean, this is really too soon, I think, to start announcing Mania matches. Oh, yeah, definitely way too soon, but it's not too soon to have Undertaker make his presence felt. But, yeah, well, only time will tell about that. So, anyway, on that note, let's get to Shameless Plugs. Shameless Plugs. Alright, go. we spoke about Pro Wrestling Syndicate ProWrestlingSyndicate.com. Go follow uh, Bonesaw at BonesawPWS, the current PWS heavyweight champion. New PWS and also heavyweight go, champion. Huh? New PWS heavyweight yes, champion. Yes, new and current. <laughs> also, go follow the suicidal six-way champion, Craven Varro at MetalGodPWS. Both deserve it. Both have been working their asses off for the past, for over a year. Well deserve your follow. Also, go check out Andy Power Rankings. Mentioned them a few weeks ago, but at Andy Power Ranking, they release a new ranking every Tuesday. You can check it out at weeklywrestlingpodcast.com. Um, this week they have Drew Gulak as the number one um, in the number one spot. Who knows what they're going to have as the number one spot next week? Go check them out. Also, the ex- go check out another pro wrestling podcast, The Exposed turnbuckle podcast at et podcast you can listen to them at blogtalkradio.com slash the exposed turnbuckle they release a new episode every saturday at 7 p.m and they even have their own little brandon on that show so, and they also had a sign on nxt this week what does that mean I, I i don't even know what they look like i mean it wasn't like a physical little what was it though it was just, it was just saying what do you mean they have their own little Brandon? I'm not calling you fat. Don't worry about I'm it. I'm not saying you're calling me fat. I'm saying what does that mean they have a me? Well, they have someone on the show named Brandon. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, but go check it out. The Exposed Turnbuckle. And now it's on to Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. Chris's Match of the Week. Match of the Week this week is from CZW Tangled Web 6. It is Four Locos, Azriel, and Bandito Jr. versus the Beaver Boys. Alex Reynolds and John Silver. You can go to czwrestling.com. Go check that out on, on demand or buy the DVD because this was a uh, solid rematch from their um, from the, the first match they had. I forget at the uh, 
the name of the event, and I apologize about that, gentlemen. So go check that match out. And Brandon, who are you shouting out? Why did the chicken cross the road? To listen to Brandon's shout-outs, waka waka. First shout-out goes to Wild Bill's old-fashioned soda pop. I got that this weekend, too. Where? Where? Oh, at, at the, the Belmore, Belmore Street Fair. Oh. Yeah. I mean, they had, they had a uh, stand at the Edison Fair that we went to for PWS, and it was $10 for unlimited refills of soda. Uh, I was a bit disappointed that they didn't have any grape soda, but I drank the heck out of that cherry soda. Yeah, it's ten dollars, and it's all you can drink. It's yeah. pretty cool. And, I, and I've never had cherry soda before that, and and I didn't even know they had grape soda until I went and looked up online about them. So, what soda did you refill yours with? I got uh, it once because we just are kind of popping through. Oh, it's get? not worth it just to do it once. I know, but you get the cool glass. Yeah, but yeah, you get the. That's did true. you get? Did you get the twelve dollar one for the mug, or the, no, you got the, the cup? What'd you get? What, what, what'd you get? Sarsaparilla root, root, root beer. Yeah, yeah, I went with the root beer. But it's all it's all confusing. Root beer, sarsaparilla, that's all like Yeah, this has variations which I'm really a fan of. And then there, they had another type of root beer. Birch beer is not root yeah, beer. Birch birch beer. beer. Yeah, birch beer. It's, it's, very, it's root beer, but more root beer flavor and mint. Yeah, I, I wasn't think. a big fan of it. But, uh, the, but the, I'm seeing these pop up more and more at Ferris. Very cool to check out. Yeah, and this isn't the first time I've seen it, so this is just the first time I've bought it. But mm-hmm. uh anti shout out time. Uh, Ref that, price? No. That anti-shout-out goes to people who use weaves. Uh, I think it's very creepy to see you one day with short-ass hair, and then the next day you'll have hair down to your ass. So stop doing that. And the last shout-out goes to Dave Chappelle because his sketches on The Chappelle Show were great. So those are my shout-outs. Awesome. I, I, I miss the Dave Chappelle Show. Yeah, I mean, they were, it was really good, and then he went crazy. Yeah. It's unfortunate. You sure did. So, awesome. Good shout-outs, Brandon. And now it's time for our last segment of the day. It's our... Mark Out Moment of the Week. Mark Out Moment of the Week. I know Brandon has one. Take it away, Brandon. Yeah, I mean, so today, Thursday, they uh, since Tuesday, WWE 2K14 has been releasing entrance videos and finishing moves for their superstars. And this today, I guess Thursday, they they released John Cena, and it was John Cena from WrestleMania 23, and it was that Detroit entrance or whatever where he came out in the car, broke through the glass, a pop for that. Nice. His music, John Cena's music, started up, and then all of a sudden you hear. And I was like, what the hell is that? And I didn't even think that it could be a special entrance, and it was, and that was pretty cool that they got that. I'm going to add on to Mark out moment. My personal Mark out was seeing Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, growing up as a kid, he was always one of my favorite wrestlers, and I've never had the opportunity to see him in action. And it was just really cool to talk to him a little bit. And then in the ring to see him hit the DDT on the lifeguard, it was just very surreal and very, it's very cool. Yeah, he's a really great guy. And I think he's very, very happy. It seems at least very happy to be there and talk to all these fans and just be there. He was all laughs, joke, making jokes at the fans' expenses and just having fun. And he looks great. Like, Seriously, it's just so amazing to see them go from do such a change with the uh, thanks to DDP. 
But he yeah. cut his hair. I was so confused. I know. I saw that. I was amazed. <laughs> he got I was rid like, of the skeleton. I, I yeah. didn't even. I didn't even notice it. Because yeah. it's like when Triple H cut his hair. It's like the Phantom ponytail. Yeah. Because you're so used to seeing him with the Phantom. It's like Phantom mullet now or whatever. It's just not there. All righty. Very cool yeah. stuff. Very cool what if, stuff. What if he shaved his mustache? How weird would that be? You can't. You can't shave that walrus. <laughs> but let's put a cap in this episode for now. Next week we'll talk about everything that goes on with WWE. This weekend is Till I Collapse NYWC. We'll talk about the fallout from that. And until next week, you can go to MarkingOut.com, Stitcher Radio, and iTunes to listen to this episode. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Twitter.com slash MarkingOut. MarkingOut1 at gmail.com. Thank you to Nick Matocho for making our logo, to Ring Rope Rebellion for making our theme music. And until next week, for myself, Dave, and Brandon, we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Mark. Bye. Good luck on the chocolate cake.